Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning, Generations Church, and happy Mother's Day to you. Do you know what's harder than speaking to a room of 300 people? It's speaking to a room of none. I so wish that you were here in this room with me this morning, but I really am thankful for technology that allows us on some level to celebrate moms today, and it's an honor to be with you. I know on Mother's Day, it holds several different emotions, and that is not lost on me. I know that there are some of you today that you so wish that you could be with your mom to celebrate, but maybe she has gone on to heaven and she is not here with you, and for that, I am so deeply sorry. Um, I know that there are some of you who long to be mothers, and for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. And my prayer for you is that God would give you the deepest desires of your heart this year. And it is not lost on me that today may not be filled with celebration for you. And for that, I am so deeply sorry. But for all the moms out there, let me say to you, happy Mother's Day. If you're a first-time mom, you should be in this room with us and allowing us to celebrate you. Circumstances haven't allowed that. So just happy Mother's Day, being a first-time mom and getting to celebrate on your first Mother's Day is something you won't ever forget. So it is my honor to say happy Mother's Day to you and to moms and grandparents of kids of all ages. We honor you, celebrate you today. Happy Mother's Day. Well, let's get into the message this morning. We are going to be, if you're in your room and you have the ability to grab your Bible, we're going to be looking at the book of Matthew today, Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, and we're looking at the life of portion of the life of John the Baptist. Now you may think, why in the world are we looking at John the Baptist on Mother's Day? But hang with me, I promise I'll get to it. Let's go to God's Word this morning. Looking at Matthew 11, 1 through 11, it says this, when Jesus finished teaching his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard while he was in prison about the things Jesus was doing, he sent word by his disciples to Jesus asking, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Jesus responded, go report to John what you have heard and what you have seen. Those who were blind are able to see. Those who are crippled are able to walk. People with skin diseases have been cleansed. Those who were deaf can now hear. Those who were dead have been raised to life. The poor have been given good news. Happy are those who don't stumble and fall because of me. When John's disciples had gone, Jesus then turned to the crowd to speak to them about John. He said, what did you go to the wilderness to see? A stalking blowing in the wind, a stalk blowing in the wind? What did you go to see? A man dressed up in fine clothes? Look, those who are in fine clothes are in royal places. What then did you go to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, he is the one whom it is written, look, I'm sending my messenger before you. He will prepare the way for you. I assure you that no one has ever been born greater than John the Baptist, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. 
Now, I know that that's a lot of verses, a lot of scripture, so let me break it down for you. John was sent to this earth. He had one purpose, and it was to prepare the way for Jesus, to prepare the hearts of the people, to be accepting God's word into their heart, and to prepare the way for God to come, on, for Jesus to come onto the scene. So Jesus is here, he has arrived, and John finds himself in prison through no fault of his own other than just proclaiming the good news, the message of Jesus. And while John is there, he is, he's thinking, and he calls on to his disciples, and he says, go to find Jesus, and let's make sure that's the one whom I really was preparing the way for. So the disciples go, they find Jesus, and they ask him this question, are you the one who were we, we were preparing for? Or should we look for another? And Jesus tells them, go back to John and tell him everything that he had worked for is coming to pass is basically what he told, G, what he told John. And he said, blind are seeing, the deaf can hear, the lame are walking. Basically, he was telling John, go to, or telling the disciples, go tell John, your work was not in vain. So then the disciples leave. They go to report back to John what they had seen. And then Jesus says this really strange thing. After the disciples have left, he turns to the crowd and he begins to brag on John. There's a part of me that thinks, shouldn't he have told the disciples all the things he thought about John? But that's not what he did. He turns to the crowd and he begins to tell them, no one greater has been born of a woman except for John. And then comes Jesus. I think today that if we were to eavesdrop on Jesus' conversation, there's a few things he might be saying about you today. Jesus was talking about John behind John's back. And I think there's a few things that Jesus may be saying about you behind your back. The first thing today I would like to tell all you moms out there is you're doing better than you think you are. You're doing better than you think you are. You see, John found himself in prison, and I'm sure, just like many of you, if we were alone, and we have, we've been locked up in our house the last few weeks, I hope that your home hasn't felt like a prison, but I think it's all it's caused us all to do a little bit of self-reflecting, right? Some like internal searching, and we might have found ourselves asking these questions, am I doing a good enough job? Am I spending enough time with our kids? Am I working hard enough on my job? Am I, am I producing enough for our family? I think that John found himself probably sitting in prison after he had worked his whole life to prepare the way for Jesus, and now he is missing it. He's not even getting to walk around and see Jesus perform the miracles. I think he could have probably used a little bit of encouragement from the Lord, but that's not what he got. And I think that John probably found himself sitting in the prison asking himself if he had done enough, just like you and I I'm sure have done from one time or the other. If you are a mother out there, you have asked yourself the question, am I doing a good enough job? And I think if we were to eavesdrop on Jesus today, he would tell us, you're doing better than you think you're doing. We have four kids, Jeremy and I, the oldest three are boys, and so sports is pretty much a regular on our TV. Since we've been kind of locked in our home and life sports hasn't been on, our, our family, or my husband, I should say, has been finding the strangest sports to watch, anything that has competition. Recently, I walked into the living room and the boys were watching dodgeball juggle. 
That's not a lie. That's a true sport. It was on TV. There were guys juggling in the back and then other guys playing dodgeball. It was crazy. But when, when sports is on and, and on live, our family are huge Tennessee football fans. We have one child that has gone rogue, and he is a Georgia football fan. But for the majority of our home, we're Tennessee fans. And I always know when Tennessee is playing and the refs have made a terrible call because the guys will start yelling at the TV as though the refs and the, the players can hear them. And so whatever room I'm in, I can hear them screaming at the TV, what a terrible call. I can't believe you missed it, ref. Whatever the things that they are saying, they'll be yelling at the TV. And I'll come around to the in the room to start watching the game with them and normally you see that the coach will um will look at the the ref and pull them over and say I want to review this play and so what they do is they kind of call up to the people that are sitting up above them um, in like the box and they review the play and then the refs go over to a camera and they're watching it and they watch the play from several different angles. They kind of look at it from the side, different perspectives, different point of views. Then after a few minutes, you see the ref come back to the middle of the field. He'll turn on his mic and he'll say something like this, upon further review or after further review. You see, when you zoom out a little bit, your perspective is different. And Jesus has a different perspective than we do. And I think it's often we question if we've done enough, are we doing a good enough job? Are we pouring into our kids enough? I think God in his zoomed out view would say something like, upon further review, you're doing better than you think you're doing. Number two, I think if we could eavesdrop on Jesus, he would probably say something like, um, you matter more than you think you do. You matter more than you think you do. Your life has value. You matter to God. Here at Generations Church, we say, live like it matters. We believe that everything you do matters. The way you treat your spouse matters. The way you work on your job matters. The way you handle your finances matter. The way you speak to your children matters. It all matters. But more than what you do mattering, you matter to God. Your life matters has value. You know, I think that John was sitting in that cell, in his prison cell, and Jesus told the disciples, go back and tell John the blind are seeing, the deaf can hear, the lame can walk, people with skin issues have been healed, hearts are turning to Jesus. Go, disciples, and tell John those things. I think what Jesus was trying to tell John is your work mattered. Your life had value. You did what you were called and purposed to do. If you know me well, you know that I love a good sell. I don't know if I've ever paid full price for anything. I really have been like searching my brain to think what has been something I've splurged on that I haven't waited to go on sale. And I don't think that there's anything. I always love the like thrill of the hunt to find something on sale. But inevitably, 
When I'm shopping, I'll walk into a store, and it doesn't matter what store it is, my eye is naturally drawn to the most expensive thing in that store. If I'm in a dress store, I'll walk in, I'll go, oh my gosh, I love that dress. And I'll look at the price tag and they'll say, oh, that is $5,000. Or if I'm in a shoe store, I'll walk up and I'll go, oh, I love that pair of shoes. And inevitably, it's the most expensive pair of shoes in the entire store. And the list could go on and on. My eye is drawn to expensive things. But the value of something is based on what somebody will pay for it, right? Well, today, let me remind you that you were bought at the highest price. Your life has value. You matter to God. He has purposed you for something, and He gave the ultimate sacrifice the blood of Jesus, the highest price anybody can pay for anything, his very life, and he did it for you because you have value. I think oftentimes, though, we try to find our value where we believe our value is based on what we believe about ourselves. I was raised by an incredibly strong woman, but she was a single mom, and so one of my greatest Um, joys as a mother is watching their interaction with their father. And throughout the years and even throughout the weeks, I hear something like, oh my gosh, my hair looks terrible, or oh, I don't like this outfit on me, or oh, I don't feel pretty today, or I played terrible in that game. Whatever it is, I'll hear the kids say something like that, and then I'll hear their father start to interact with them, and I'll hear him say something like, Oh, Kinley, I think you look beautiful today, or I love that dress. Or, buddy, you didn't play that game near as bad as you thought. I thought you had a great game. You see, Jeremy wants them to see their value, not just in the way they see themselves, but in the way their father views them. I think if we could eavesdrop on Jesus today, he would tell you, you have value. You matter more than you think that you do. And in your father's eyes, you are better than you think, and you are worth more than you know. If we could eavesdrop on Jesus today, he would say, you're doing better than you think you're doing, and you matter more than you know. Thirdly, I would say, it's less about you than you think. And I know I want to be encouraging to you today, and I've already told you, you matter more than you think, you're doing a better job than you think, and I believe that with all of my heart. But I also want to remind us it's less about us than we think that it is. In John, in the book of Matthew, when we were looking at the life of John, I'm sure John would have loved to have heard Jesus and what he said about him to the crowd. Have you ever done something that you were proud of, like something that you feel like other people should have noticed? We all love a good pat on the back, an attaboy every now and then, right? We all do. We're human. But I think what Jesus was trying to tell John when he didn't allow the disciples or John to hear him bragging on him to the crowd is that he was reminding John, you did what you were purposed to do. 
Here at Generations Church, we say you were created on purpose, for purpose. We believe that. We believe that God has created you with something to do that he uniquely created you and only you to do. And for John, it was to prepare the way for Jesus. And John did that. He did exactly what Jesus had purposed for him to do. But with that said, Jesus wanted him to know that purpose was more important than performance. Your purpose in life is more important than your performance in life. We all get caught up in performance. We all get caught up on, did we do a good job? Did I do a good job? Did they notice what I did? We all want that. But in this story, John didn't get to hear Jesus tell him he was the greatest of the great. No, all God did was remind him that the purpose he had called him to, that John fulfilled, because purpose is more important than performance. Anytime that we have our purpose in mind, our, our focus on Jesus, performance always follows. It's not the other way around. Performance doesn't follow purpose. Purpose is first, and then the performance follows. We get to be moms on this Mother's Day. We get to join the PTA. We get to teach our kids to drive. We get to watch them play sports. There's a lot of things we get to do, but we have one, one purpose. For John, that purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, he got to do a lot of things. He had incredible following. He had incredible friends, a good reputation. He got to travel the world. There was a lot of things that John got to do, but John had one purpose. Today, moms, dads, teachers, whatever your occupation is, you have one purpose. And that purpose is to point your kids, your families, your students, your spouse to Jesus. It's really our one only purpose. We get to do a lot of things, but we have one purpose. And that's to point our families to Jesus. And I really believe that when we keep the one purpose at the center of it all, Performance follows. I believe when you keep purpose at the center of it all, performance will follow and generations upon generations will be followers of Jesus Christ because you fulfilled your purpose. Performance will follow, but only when performance is or purpose is first. I think today that if you were to eavesdrop on Jesus, there are a few things he would say to you. You may say, I'm not talented enough, but your father says you are. You may say, I'm not a good enough leader, but your father says you are. You may think that you don't have enough value, but your father says you do. You may not think you're the greatest mom in the world, but God has trusted you and your father says you are. You may not think you're pretty enough, but your father says you are. 
You may think you have lost all hope, but your father says there is hope. You may feel like no one loves you, but your father does. On this Mother's Day, I want to remind you that your value, your self-worth is not just in what you believe about yourself, but it is what your Father says about you. And I think that if we could eavesdrop on Jesus today, He would tell you, you're doing better than you think you're doing. You matter more than you know. And it's not about you. It's all about Him. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus today. Let's remind ourselves that he loves us. He paid the highest price for you. Moms, you have one of the hardest jobs in the whole world. But what an honor it is to be able to wear that title, to carry that name. And may we be found trustworthy, just like John was. May we be found trustworthy in the purpose that God has called us to today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. For every mother who is watching, every family, every son and daughter, sister and brother, mom and dad, thank you for mothers. I thank you for the impact that they have on our lives. We are better because of them. And I pray for all the moms that are watching today, that you would strengthen them, that you would remind them what you say about them that they matter to you. You paid the highest price for them. That you have a zoomed out view. They're doing better than they think that they are. And that it's not about us and it's all about you. Help us to point our families, our kids to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the honor. Thank you for entrusting us with the precious gift of children and grandchildren. What an honor it is to be called mom, and may we be found found trustworthy with it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day, and God bless.